This episode of the Council of the First Ones podcast was recorded on January 17, 2021. Another episode of the Council of the First Ones. I'm your host, Kelly. Joining me today is Dave from adultcollected.org. How are you doing today, Dave? I'm great. Yeah, just loving life in Seattle and buying He-Man toys at the store. And, you know, how often can we say that? So it's a good time. (laughs) No, it's such a pleasure being able to walk into any store now and see them right away mm-hmm. but talking about toys you brought a very special guest with us to us today who happened to be one of the child actors that performed in the masters of the universe commercials featuring too bad i'd like to introduce everyone to patrick mcdonald hi patrick and welcome to the show hey guys how are you doing it's nice to be here thank you kelly dave it's so well, great to have you on here. I mean, how often do we d- get to talk with somebody who is actually in one of the vintage commercials? Has that ever happened? What do you think, Kelly? No, that has not happened so far. Wow. So, Patrick, oh my gosh, so many questions. Are you still into He-Man? Did did being on the commercial destroy your your love for for Master of the Universe? You got to give us the scoop. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's see. I I um uh, I started acting when I was eight years old. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah, and I I did it did it for about ten years. Um, this commercial, if I remember correctly, happened I think in eighty nineteen eighty five. That's right. Um, so it was uh, I was probably about ten, maybe eleven. Yeah, I was I was t- uh, eleven, eleven years old. So I had been acting for a few years already. My my first commercial I did was uh, for a hot cocoa mix. Uh, it was called Superman Hot Cocoa, which is oh. pretty cool now in retrospect. You know, obviously this was back in the days when they were trying to uh, to sell anything movie related, uh, and I got to do a lot of uh, uh, McDonald's commercials. I was I probably by the time I finished at age of 18 I had done close to 30 commercials but yeah it was a you know it was a it was a fun time you know you have to understand that that back then acting wasn't as cool as it is today 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, I, I remember being teased quite a bit for being in commercials and people seeing me on television. Really? Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a cool thing. Um, you weren't the coolest kid in, in class? I, I No, I wasn't. In fact, you know, they would pull, you know, when you're a child actor, they pull you out of class to, to go and shoot these, these commercials and, and mm-hmm. things like that. And it, uh, you know, so I would sometimes be gone for weeks on end oh, wow. and the teachers, the teachers would have to give me homework mm-hmm. and uh, I would have to do a certain amount of hours on set every day uh, by law. And the uh, Screen Actors Guild was the, the, the teacher was the Screen Actors Guild representative on set. So there was always a Screen Actors Guild representative on set to protect the children, to make sure we were safe and that we didn't get overworked, that we always mm-hmm. got fed, and that we always got some school time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was always exciting to get a role, but then I would leave and, uh, you know, I couldn't play with my friends, which was important to me at the time. You know what I mean? I was, yeah. I was nine, you know, ten years old. Wow. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting time. You know what I mean to to you know do adult things as as an adult. You know to actually be working and getting checks in the mail with your name on them. Uh, oh. You know, giving money to Social Security at eight nine years old. You know, and, and <laughs> of course, you know, obviously when you're on a you know you would, it's just like you would imagine when you're on a set and you've got lights and cameras and I mean they they really do treat you like a star even when you're doing a a small commercial, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so it was. It was exciting, you know. And my mother was a set mom, so she was always there with me. You have to, you have to have your parents, uh, at least one parent with you or a guardian, mm-hmm. uh, until you're an adult. Skeletor and He-Man figures each sold separately. Well, well, an evil warrior. Two warriors. The name's too bad. Too bad for you. Oh, yeah. Who wants me first? You get him. No, I'm getting out of here. Too bad. New from the Masters of the Universe collection. Other action figures each sold separately from Mattel. So, you know, this was definitely one of the commercials that I was you know, most excited about getting because I was already a uh, Masters of the Universe fan, you know what I mean? I'd already had a a He-Man, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, to get it's this role was kind of, oh, it was, it was, it was just like, you know, it, it would be, I think anybody that's a fan of those toys, especially, you know, as a child, um, you know, would be as as excited as I was. I mean, I, I remember, you know, getting that phone call and jumping up and down <laughs> and uh, my mom not even really understanding how big of a deal it was to me. You know, yeah. she she knew that He-Man was a, you know, a toy. And to mm-hmm. me, uh, you know, my He-Man figures were some of my best friends because I was an only child. And I played wow. with, you know, a lot of action figures when I was a kid uh you know to keep myself busy right so you know finding out i got this role was uh you know i was i remember being you know absolutely ecstatic about it wonderful do you so do you remember uh watching the cartoon when you were a kid oh yeah absolutely yeah that's i think that that's what started it all for me was the cartoon Mm -hmm. you know that's what really got me so excited so do you do you happen to have like 
photos of you as a kid with your He-Man toys or even um, on either on the set of that uh, commercial or just uh, a different commercial? Well, they they wouldn't allow us to take photographs on set. Oh, um, I will tell you some interesting facts about the commercial, though, itself. Sure. Um, I, I remember, you know, one of the questions that's been brought up a lot. First of all, I, I just want to express how, how grateful and flattered I am that people, you know, care about this stuff. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, you know, to get as many uh, questions and likes and things like that from the posts that I, I put on the Facebook page was very humbling. I'm eternally grateful to, to, to all of the uh, Masters of the Universe fans. It was really very flattering to, to have that many people really even care. Uh, because, frankly, most of my friends don't, and they never really did. So to bring it up, you know, in a, in a real small um, way and then for, to have that many people appreciate it really made me feel well. It really made me feel good. And I, and I just want to thank those people personally, first of all. I just, it meant a lot to me to, for people to care about something that mm -hmm. I think a lot of people wouldn't, you know. So it meant a great deal to me. But I will tell you that, you know, some of the interesting facts about that particular commercial was, uh, you know, one question, a lot of questions uh, were brought up is, uh, you know, did I get to keep any of the, the figures? Mm -hmm. And uh, the answer is no. They, they did not allow us to keep any figures. They didn't allow us to play with any of the figures. I remember... Really? Um, yeah, they had, uh, I believe it was four of each. They had four He-Mans, four Skeletors, and four Too Bad okay. figures. And they were all, uh, not behind lock and key, but, but like all commercials, any product that was going to be shown had to be absolutely perfect. Um, I remember them switching out the He-Man in between a couple of the takes, mm -hmm. uh, but they but they did not switch out the other two characters in there. Um, did they check your I, pockets on your way out? <laughs> no, those 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 prop guys uh, were very good at their job. They knew exactly who had what <laughs> uh, at all times. I mean, their their jobs were on the line. You know what I mean? But. Right. Um, you know, I certainly would have loved to have been able to, to keep the actual figure from the commercial. It would have been nice. It, you know, typically when I did commercials, I didn't get free products. I, I did one commercial for Toys R Us. Oh, wow. And it was a uh, Toys R Us post-cereal shopping spree commercial where oh, one lucky nice. kid was going was gonna to open a cereal box and they were going to pull a ticket and it was going to allow them to go on a Toys R Us shopping spree where they could go down the aisles for... I think it was like a couple minutes and grab as many toys as they wanted to. And right. when we shot that Every commercial. Every three-minute shopping spree that they always did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. And, and so when we shot that commercial, it was in a sound stage where they had fake aisles filled with toys. Wow. And uh, at the end of that shoot, the director said, okay, you guys, you know, you guys did such a great job. He said, go ahead and pick one toy, whatever you want. I picked a boogie board because it was big and it was cool and <laughs> I wanted one. You know what I mean? But um, I just thought it was fascinating that they had like four of each figure to begin with. You know what I mean? Um, because, you know, and I, I always wish I knew what happened to those. I mean, obviously, once I finally saw Too Bad in the store, it was the first, you know, I, I couldn't wait to get it. You know what I mean? Right. I think I don't remember what wave it was. I think it was probably the fourth wave maybe or something. But um, it was still, 
you know, it was that personal connection, right? You know, it was like anytime I saw Too Bad, I always was like, that's my boy. That's my, that's my guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's right. That's cool. So, it, so in the commercial, you're the kid holding He-Man, right? That's correct. Yeah. 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 And you're, and yeah, it was, um, I remember it was shot at somebody's house. Oh, really? Uh, I think we, yeah, I think we shot it in one day. If I remember correctly, I think we got there early in the morning and it was done. And I think by the time we were we were at lunch, I mean, I, the whole day had been there a day before and had the whole backyard of this house already set up. Oh, uh, nice. You know, I remember showing up and, you know, they already had the lights, the cameras, everything was already ready by the time I was on the set. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they went over the lines with us a few times and. And I don't know why I was the lucky kid that, you know, got to have that kind of like full face, you know, at least you can see my face in the commercial, you know, right. I'm, I'm but, watching uh, it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it goes by so quickly, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't know until, you know, until I got older, you know, uh, you know, how cool it was that, um, you know, that was Optimus Prime's voice, you know, um, <laughs> you know, doing the, doing the commercial, you know, I think he did quite a bit of those He-Man commercials back in the time, back in the day. And it shows you, uh, you know, you've got He-Man facing off against Too Bad and he, and Too Bad's hiding behind something and, and uh, you, you actually uh, have He-Man twist his waist and come back with a, looks like a wooden raft. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was actually a piece of card. I think it was a piece of cardboard, if I remember correctly. And yeah, and like I remember it. when, yeah, when that. And I also remember when they told me to 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 hit that cardboard. They didn't want me to just swing his legs. They wanted me to use that spring action in his hips. <laughs> you know, they were like, keep keep the keep the feet planted, and you you pull the arm to the right and let go. You know what I mean? Because right. obviously that was a that was a selling feature at the time. I guess you oh, know. Yeah. Yes, Which, it was. I'm surprised you don't. We don't see them now in modern action figures. Maybe just Not because of safety. Break, well, if we're breaking them apart at the waist to right. mix and match, it's actually a useless feature. Sure. Well, well I was back thinking, then, I remember that yeah. was one of the big selling things. Oh yeah. The, there must be a safety concern. We yeah, I mean it's like the kung, it's like the kung fu grip, right? You know, right. from uh, you know the GI Joes, I guess, right? Exactly. Everybody or, had uh, their thing. Fisto or Jitsu He-Man figures. Yeah, we didn't see them in the classics line. You know, I'm very curious. Uh, since you've done that commercial, uh, I assume at some point maybe you're you know you you moved on to other toys like Ninja Turtles or GI Joes. What what do you remember uh, enjoying aside from He-Man as a kid? You know the thing that that got caught my eye, and and I'm glad you brought that up because every, I think every kid finds something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, you know now we're talking you know early mid '80s here. So for me, uh, you know I was never a big baseball card kid. I didn't really start getting into comic books until actually I was in high school. Um, but I, I really was drawn to things like the garbage pail kid stickers. You know, and I remember, okay. you know, mowing lawns and, and, and doing chores and whatever I could do to get money to get Garbage Pail Kids. And then for me personally, when Back to the Future came out, when the Back to the Future movie came out, right. I became a huge Back to the Future fan. 
Nice. And I I still am a gigantic Back to the Future guy to this day. So Very cool. um, that's become like my my magnificent obsession uh, as far as, uh, you know, collecting. Um, mm -hmm. Now, obviously, this new, you know, era uh, of He-Man uh, stuff coming out is just like, this is just like, it's so cool, right? Yeah. I mean, this is like any fan's dream is to be able to see their, you know, these amazing figures and storylines and and things that we enjoyed so much as children coming back, not only so that our children can enjoy them, but because personally we were so connected with them when we were children, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, oh, yeah. and to see them be taken so seriously, I love that. You know, this is no yeah. joke to me. You know what I mean? The masters of the universe is a very serious thing, you know, and it's, and it's not, you know, for a bunch of dorks, it's for real people that, that, that you know what I mean I, I yeah. genuinely I feel this way you know what I mean I feel that you know I, I, I feel so lucky that we're around to have this new wave of, of figures coming out mm -hmm. and uh, I, I think it's fantastic and I'm so I'm so grateful uh, that they've done this you know what I mean I don't know yeah. do you guys know how this all like started again oh my gosh good question I mean how many hours do I we have? I don't think they ever <laughs> did stay. I know they've said that the horsemen led the classics, getting that mm -hmm. started. But the origins, I have a feeling it was that Mattel was looking for a way to boost revenue sales since Barbie and Hot Wheels were on the decline. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to see what properties they still had. And they knew they had Masters of the Universe. They knew that they had a big fan base. And they made the announcement about Origins, what was it, 2018 at San Diego. And people just went crazy for them. Well, I feel like it's, yeah. it's this overarching strategy, you know, this uh, kind of a broader strategy in response to the pending release of the live action Masters of the Universe film. And we've got, so we've got the live action film that's going to be produced hopefully this year, but we'll see. And uh, we've we got the two, film, two cartoons coming out. Yeah, and we did series. have a Shira reboot. Mm -hmm. Plus all the comics that have been coming out featuring Masters of the Universe by DC. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's definitely, and, and of course there's the Masterverse uh, figures, the the deluxe classics-esque um, toy line that they're coming out with. I really feel like this is all accumulating it as one grand strategy to uh, capitalize on the live action film. And, yeah. And, and I, I wouldn't I, be surprised if they don't try and plan this live action film closer to the 40th. I mean, it's definitely not coming out this year like they had originally planned. Right. And that, you know, I, I really feel like they were hoping to have origins out either right at the time that the movie was released or very shortly beforehand, you know, well, the movie so that was supposed to be released March of 2021. Yeah. Which 
we know is not happening right now. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and so we'll see, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the pandemic has really thrown everything for a loop. And not to excuse the, what do you call it, the curse of the the Motu movie that, you know, has been discussed quite a bit and, you yeah. know, the, fail, the failed attempts to try to get a new movie out. But yeah, I, you know, from from the people I've spoken with and, you know, the information I've gathered, it's, I, I feel it really is just this, this, you know, this total package that they've tried to come up with. And uh, yeah, it's, like you said, it's so lucky, lucky that we're here to, you know, we're living in a time when, when they're bringing back all of these wonderful toys and uh, you'll get your new too bad soon enough, I'm sure. I certainly hope so. I, you know, <laughs> I picture them sitting around these these big big tables, right, on the top floor in Mattel, right? Sure. And they're they're just they're discussing, you know, what do we do next, guys? What what are we going to do next? And and some guy in the back of the room raising his hand and you know saying, you know, why do we have to keep trying to invent the wheel? You know, we've we've created all these wonderful characters with their own storylines with their own history, it's been 30 plus years, you know, it worked the first time. Yeah. Why not do it again? You know, it's right. like with, with Disney, you know, remember when Disney had the VHS movies and they would only come out like once every seven years. And you they know? would be sealed away in the vault. Right. And they wouldn't come out again, years. you know, and look what's happened with uh, transformers. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I just think when you've got something as good a quality like this, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's really hard to ignore it in the room, the, the elephant in the room and go, well, let's, let's try this or let's try that. It's like, stop. Let's just, let's just concentrate on what worked and, 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 right. and expose a whole new generation to the same things that you and I loved when we were children. That's what I think happens in these rooms. I think they say, sure. look, this worked. Let's do it again. There's no reason we can't make it work again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, the CEO somewhat recently said that, uh, you know, Master of the Universe is selling very, very well, you know, the new Origins toys. And that he thinks that, you know, he feels that Masters of the Universe, this brand, uh, can be as big as the Marvel Universe. And Easily. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I mean, and, and we're we're finally kind of on that path. Like, like I said, with the, the cartoons, the live action movie, we've got uh, so many toy lines with the, the mega constructs, you know, builder sets and the Funko toys, the Eternia mini figures. You name the form factor. We're getting it finally. Right. We're, we're getting, we're, and, and, you know, some people are saying that the origins aren't doing as well as they could and that you know we need to buy extra figures to give away or to give to you know at at kids birthday parties or whatever but at the same time i we're we're really seeing these fly off the shelf and uh we're you know as quickly as they arrive they disappear and uh you know aside from distribution issues and what what have you i feel that really there is just a genuine interest out in the world for this product and uh, yeah you've got 
And it is something different because we're not dealing with robots. Well, there is a robot in our universe. There's everything in the universe. That's what's wonderful right. about it's, the universe. When you look at even the what we have out there, you have your fashion icons. And yes, there are, I know, some fashion in the boys' aisle, too. But you have either space rangers, army men, transformers, transforming toys, or movie product. Mm -hmm. Where this is a match, this is a match of everything, and it works. And it stands out because it's so different. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, the other, the other, you know, thing that we're really lucky about is that, you know, my father didn't care about, about these toys when I was a kid, you know, but, but mm -hmm. now we've got not only one generation that is in their, you know, thirties, forties, fifties, uh, that enjoy this universe, it, their children do too. So we're targeting a much wider range of clientele mm -hmm. here because, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm seeing just as many, I'm, I'm seeing more adults rushing down to these stores looking for these, these new waves of um, figures than I am even children, right? Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and, and rightfully so, right? They're, they're our universe. They, we're, we're the ones that, that, that dive into this universe first, you know? And why wouldn't we want to expose our own children to it, you know? I mean, the, the whole storyline, there's just not something there for someone. It doesn't matter how unique your personality is. There's a character that can remind you of yourself or somebody that you know, whether it's a family member, a father figure, your sister, your pet, whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's all there. You know what I mean? So you're bound to find that one character that relates to you and and has that that special thing about it, you know. And uh, you know, when I was a kid, you know, for me, I wasn't a big He-Man guy. I was a Skeletor guy. Oh, I yeah? loved Skeletor. I, yeah, I don't. I, you know, I just thought he was funny and yet the bad guy, and he just looked like such a tough guy, and he reminded me of my father, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I just, I just loved Skeletor. I just did. And I was, and he was always my favorite and nice. he still is my favorite, you know? And he's the one that when I go down to the store right now, he's the one that I, the, the only one I see on the shelf, right. you know, <laughs> at least in my area, you know, everybody else, all the other figures are all sold out, but, but, you know, poor Skeletor is there and like six or eight of them stacked up. And, yeah, uh, they, they went I, a little crazy on the Skeletors. Well, that's okay, though. I did say, did say that yeah. Altinian and Skeletor would be evergreen mm -hmm. and always available, the originals, that they right. learned their lessons from the 2000 X series. True. Don't mess with the OG. Everyone wants an OG to start right. their collections. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I also think that, that this time period that we're in right now with COVID, 
I think that what a lot of this that is teaching our parents that are it's forcing us to send our children outside to play again, you know, and and yeah. and there's 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 this new era of you know even the kids that love playing video games all day long are are you know there's that special golden era of growing up when you like to go out and play in the mud and you want to <laughs> play in the trees and you want to play in the grass and you want to play with figures you know what i mean and and the timing is perfect for this because there's just not much that kids can do right now right. you know and they're being told by their parents go outside go outside you know, and, and to give them, you know, if you give your kid a He-Man and a Skeletor, it, it, it is an endless possibility of, of stories for a child going outside with these things, right. in my opinion. You know, no, even as an adult. So, I, you know, I think the timing is really good on these, too, man, because I think it's yeah. going to give kids something that they, they've been holding, you know, controllers for so long that, that mm. you put in their hands, something like this, and they just, they don't even know what to do with it at first, you know what I mean? And then they realize the yeah. possibilities of what they can do, and it just opens their minds, you know? And it's going to it's gonna benefit Mattel and all of the fans, I think, in the long run, that this is happening right now. I think you're absolutely right, and it's interesting, you know, you bring up the fact that your father didn't really, you know, didn't care for the toys himself, you know, and which is, I'm sure, very, very common back in the day. Uh, but now, today's generation of children is growing up, and suddenly they're able to play with these toys and enjoy them with their their parents, who are interested I hate in their them. Their parents let them touch the good toys. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, I mean, come on. We we look yeah. at it and say, not that one. You yeah. don't know how much it was right now. Right. No, I, I, it's funny, uh, my, my wife would tease me, you know, uh, just for fun about, you know, my, my toys and she would knock one of them over and I'd say, yeah, that one's $300. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, th so, that'll be 300. <laughs> no, I have some custom figures and some of them are, yeah, pretty expensive, but, yeah. uh, but you no, know, I was going to say that, you know, it's interesting that it's it's a little different this time around for many reasons but but to what i wanted to say is the the parents are really passionate about these toys that that they're giving to their children and so they're sharing in in that passion that love for these toys and i think that's very mm -hmm. very special and uh you see so much of that on the um origins excuse me the origins fans group on facebook um you see all these pictures of, you know, the kids, uh, super happy children playing with these toys, the, the parents and kids together. It's just a wonderful experience. It is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I when are we going to, when are we going to see that again? You know, when this is a very unique and special time. Absolutely. In 30 years, 30, in another in 30, 30 years. years. Right. Right. <laughs> We'll just keep rinsing and repeating over and over if we have to. Right, exactly. You know, Kelly, I would love to see Patrick. Uh, I, I should get Patrick in touch with uh, Daniel Benedict, who made those amazing Origins commercials, uh, their fan oh, the commercials. Oh, the Origin commercials. Yeah. 
he and you know he he's so good at what he does and uh they should make a new commercial i feel like <laughs> with the toys but it's like him as an adult playing with the toys you know maybe when too bad comes out oh yeah <laughs> i'd love we that i'd love that i don't know I honestly don't know what happened to those other three kids in that commercial. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't remember. You know, it was a different time back then. There weren't nearly as many kids auditioning for things either. You know, I would go to auditions for commercials and see the same 20 kids at every commercial. Nowadays, oh, you go to a commercial auditions, there's thousands of kids competing for this wow. stuff. I bet. You wow. know, but um, it would be great because, you know, I, you know, I remember seeing my own commercial after school. You know, coming home from school and turning on the TV and seeing my own commercial on the screen, you know what I mean? And thinking, you know, um, you know, thinking, wow, that's me. You know, it wasn't. And like I said, you know, it wasn't a cool thing back then until I got into high school. When I was a freshman in high school, you know, this was a turning point for me. Uh, I was in a commercial and, uh, you know, it was for um, it was for this product called Correctol. Correctol was a women's laxative. Okay. And I was in this commercial. Yeah. I was the mother's son in this commercial, you know, asking mom, you know, Hey, are you okay? Are you feeling all right? She's like, no, I'm not feeling too good today. And then she takes the correct all and it, it kind of sweeps forward to the next day and she's feeling fine and everything's great. Right. And I, I thought nobody would see this commercial. And I was a freshman in high school. I just moved to this new school, didn't know a soul. And everybody started seeing me in this correct all this women's laxative commercial of all things, right? Okay. I mean it was it was the most humiliating thing that had ever happened to me at the time. Okay. I mean I'm I'm what, twelve, thirteen years old and, and everybody is calling me the correct all kid. You know what I mean? It was oh and gosh. then then something happened and it changed my life forever. And what happened was this girl came up to me and she was a junior. And she was very pretty. She was very pretty. And she came up to me and she said, hey, are you that kid in the commercial? And I remember I had been berated up and down the halls uh, up until that point to the where I just literally, I remember her asking me, are you that kid from the Correcto commercial? And I remember going, yeah, that's me, like waiting for the insult to come. And she said to me, she said, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Nice. And I remember looking up at her like my eyes bugged out of my skull. And I said, you know, really? And she said, yeah, I think that's the coolest thing ever. And here's the kicker. I ended up dating this girl. Okay. Oh. She became my girlfriend. And so here I am, a freshman, dating a junior who was gorgeous, right? And, and, and I mean, it, was, it, it changed my whole outlook on the acting thing. And it made right. me realize, wait a minute, this isn't so bad. This is actually a pretty cool thing, you know? And there's always going to be haters in life, man. It doesn't matter what you're doing, you know? And you've just got to refocus to the positive, you know what I mean? And, 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 it, and it changed my life when, when, when somebody appreciated what I was doing, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And uh, it was just fantastic. And so I... You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it would be fantastic to be able to to do these types of commercials again. I think it would be hilarious to do one with a with somebody who was an adult <laughs> who was a, one of the kids. Yeah, I mean, if you had, especially if you had like a cut scene or something where it was like me on the left is, you know, a 10 year old and me on the right now is, you know, at 40, uh, 48 years old. You know what I mean? So, or yeah, like uh, maybe yeah. you're the father in the commercial. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. And your son is the and your son is the one playing too bad. Yeah, and then I go and I look, and, and there's my old too bad in a box. You know, there it is, the original, oh, you the still OG had the, uh, childhood toy. I yeah, the one in the picture is the one that I that I the first one I per- purchased when I was a kid. Oh, that's that is, wonderful. That is my OG too bad. You know, it's like oh man, I'm I'm the too bad kid. I'm gonna keep this. You know, <laughs> that is so great. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Well, you're you're certainly, uh, I would say, a you know, a fan celebrity in, in this community for sure. Oh, well, oh easily, that's so I, awesome. Oh, thank you. I, you know, I'm just another average individual, you know, another just another average guy. But it certainly is flattering to know that people care about this stuff. I I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. It it really means a lot to me. So when when did you hear about the new toys? Because I assume uh, I was that on you. My- I assume well, I, you I, haven't been a diehard like He-Man fan all these years and just never bothered to to tell anybody. No, it was it was actually I, I actually saw them in the store, and, and I I couldn't believe I, I I was like I can't believe this I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, you know it, they were just up there, you know, and um, you know it's funny because they they keep a lot of the like NECA or NECA toys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the electronics department in these stores, whether right. it's Target or Walmart or wherever, you know what I mean? And they keep a lot of their pop figures and stuff back in the electronics department. So, you know, I, I don't really go into the, down the, the toy aisles as often because I'm still looking for those more, I guess you'd say like adult targeted figures uh, that I would see in, in like the electronics department. But, um, I started I started going down, kind of looking at the Hot Wheels again, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, the next thing you know, I, I look up and I'm like, what is this? You know, I couldn't even believe, I, I couldn't even believe I saw it, you know? And then I, you know, I was, I realized, you know, like I was, I didn't understand why these figures weren't in the electronics department, you know? Right. These, these things should be behind lock and key, in my opinion, <laughs> you know? Um because I don't, last thing I want is for a kid to take one down and open it up and start you know, <laughs> playing with it in the aisle. Um, but again, it goes back to what I was saying before. I mean, this target that, that I think they're trying to reach is, is two generations full, so maybe even three, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a whole new, I think, wave of, of, of targeting that they're doing. And I, I expect much more from them. I really do. I really expect much more from them. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing, you know, a lot of things uh, coming out of this, whether it's, uh, you know, Playmobil coming out with, with this stuff or more Legos. Um, you know, it, it, it really is limitless once you have a, a core product that, that is like this. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. There's so well, many I mean, things yeah. that they can do. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of the Masters of the WWE Universe figures. I love this. I love this concept. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I really do. I, I because now you're now you're putting two of my favorite things together. <laughs> you know, I mean, they did this. They did this with the uh, with the with the Back to the Future DeLorean Transformers. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know. And not only that, but they just released the comic books. So I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm back in the comic book store now, nice. buying Trans Transformer Back to the Future comic books. 
you know, and, and I just bought the, the gigawatt transformer, you know, because, you know, how could I say no to that? So, I mean, yeah, I love that they're bringing in, you know, these things. I mean, who doesn't love Mr. T, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, and it's cool that you can take cool. them apart and swap the parts between the two toy lines. I mean, how often can you do that? <laughs> that's awesome. I think that's great. And, and then what were those mini ones I saw too? Yeah, the Eternia mini figures, the little small ones. Yeah. I'm all over that stuff, man. There's, you know, that 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 is they're they're targeting us, you know, and we are going to take this this and and through us pass it on to the younger generation, I think. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. It's Easily. brilliant the way to do it. So it's 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 exciting time for for people like us. You know, I don't really like to call Super them toys exciting. anymore. You know, I but I you know I they really are. You know, it's it's a it's a really exciting time to be a part of this universe and to be part of all this. There's there's so much more to go, as far as I remember. You know, I mean oh, we've yeah. got. I mean even if they even if they brought back the ooze and the you know I mean look at what's happening with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Those are making a mm-hmm. huge huge comeback too. Definitely. Oh, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, with the whole Marvel Universe, I mean, there's just, there's so much out there right now. And it, it, and I'm so flattered and grateful to see them bringing out such a classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, there's right? so much power. There's so much power in nostalgia, you know. And the oh, more yeah. they can capitalize on that, the better. I mean, when it comes to figures... To action figures, because I, I, I mean, these these are defined as action figures, right? Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, then, when, I mean, when, when these were first created, these had to be right up there, you know, right after, you know, post GI Joe. These were probably one of the first ones that were of this size, right? Yes, it was. Because mm-hmm. GI Joe was in the three and three quarter. After yeah, and smaller. before Masters, it was. Uh, 12 inch. Yeah, these were the perfect size. Yeah. And uh, they really were because they were small enough to put in your pocket. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and uh, what's next? Like after like after they do this, this thing with the the WWE, what like, I mean, it's really I mean, there's just endless possibilities if they're if they're open minded. And if they're willing to work together with other, you know, conglomerates of, uh, you know, different types mm-hmm. of companies and stuff like that. I mean, really, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. I just don't know how we're all going to find room for this stuff as right. collectors. Yeah, we'll see where they take this. I hope that we, I'm very hopeful that we'll, we'll get the whole vintage line in Origins form. You know, all the the vehicles, the play sets, maybe not the attorney play set, but, you know, all of the, the core <laughs> figures. They could do the attorney set in three different uh, boxes. You buy each of the towers separately, and then they come together as one. I could see that. I mean, I, I'd love it. I mean, I you know, if we can get that far, yeah, perfect. Ha- take my money. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, take it now. Yeah. Well, and, you know, they're coming out with the Masterverse figures, which are seven-inch scale instead of 5.5 and uh, I don't know if you, how much you know about the the classics toy line which were these beautiful deluxe figures designed and sculpted by uh, 
Four Horsemen Studios. And uh, those ran from like 2008 to, well, they basically just just wrapped it up with the yeah. release of the Snake Mountain playset. That was the last toy to come out of the line, I think. Yeah. Last the special uh, one, yeah. Yeah, that and the uh, what Slime Pit He Man was among the last ones. Yeah. So uh, the uh, the question I have is. When they release Masters, will they? How much will they continue to push the Origins figures? Uh, you know, at PowerCon, one of the questions that was asked was, why was Classics put on hiatus? You know, why did they stop stop producing Classics figures? And the response from Mattel was, well, it's because uh, it would be hard for both lines to live on the shelf, to survive on the shelf, which you know, is very true to to try to do too much at this at once. You know, it's very risky. But uh, now that we have this level of popularity with Origins without big media support at the moment, without a, you know, a cartoon or movie behind it, I, I really hope that they will keep it going uh, once we get into the Masterverse territory. Yeah, my my hope my hope too is that you know this this type of thing leads to the reopening of the toy store as well. Oh sure. Um, you know to you know to lose places like KB Toys and Toys R Us over the last couple of years mm -hmm. is just it's been absolutely heartbreaking. You know, um, yeah. for the younger generation and and even for myself. You know, I just I miss that time period, and I think a lot of us, um, you know of our generation, you know, miss going down and seeing an entire aisle dedicated to one particular type of toy, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, my, my hopes is that, you know, places like, you know, the big box centers and, and things like that, you know, that, that Target and Walmarts and places like that, they, when they're, when they're sitting there counting their receipts on what's sold, you know, they're going to, they're going to look and they're going to say, you know, well, we sold this many TVs and then we sold, you know, this many bottles of shampoo. And then they're going to go, what is this? We sold, you know, $10,000 worth of these He-Man figures. Right. What is this? You know, like we need to box off a whole section for these if we're making this kind of money. I mean, you know, um, it, you so. can't deny it. You know, you can't deny the revenue that's going to come in from this stuff. You know, I, I really hope that's the case. Uh, there have been some really bad distribution problems with the line, unfortunately. And so, uh, you know, I feel like the big numbers, will they come in? Will will the company see it? I don't know. Uh, you we know. only have to hope. Yeah. And, Let and me I ask you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that these distribution problems that they're having – uh, do you think they're done on purpose or not? No. Nope. No. Okay. No. I'd okay. say part of it was with the COVID and part of it was with the exclusive to Walmart for the first year. Yes. Okay. So All right. not, not intentionally to make the distribution problem, but uh, intentional in that there was a strategy and that strategy plus the COVID pandemic equals lots of problems for toy collectors yeah the only reason i say that and i know this is far-fetched is is that you know when i'm when i'm when i'm determined to get one of these 
figures. Yeah. You know, I don't know about you, but that I go to sometimes four or five, six different locations. Right. Um, you know, and, and I'm not talking in one weekend. I'm talking weekend after weekend after weekend <laughs> until I find it, sure. right? Yeah, and yeah. so here I am driving all around town, going from location to location, looking for this particular figure, and I can't find it. Um, two things. First of all, uh, the, the treasure hunter in me loves it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I and I have a I have this like uh, little tingling sensation that that makes me feel like man, you know, when I finally find it, you know, this satisfaction that I get of finally finding it. I mean, sure, I could buy it on the internet, yeah. you know, but what the fun is? What's fun in that? You know, I like going down there, and, yeah. and 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 you know, back to what I was saying before, you know, while I'm in there, you know, if I don't see what I want, well, I might as well get some shampoo while I'm here, <laughs> you know, I might as well, you know. Wow, that TV looks pretty good. You know, maybe I'll pick yeah. up one of those too. You know, I mean, you know, the rarity of having what you're looking for out there mm-hmm. creates more of a you know a want for it, right? You know, supply sure. and demand, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that would be a good thing unless we're in a pandemic and it's dangerous to go to the store. But, uh, you know. Now, what, what I'm finding this time around, and absolutely, the thrill of the hunt is 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 alive and well. Um, what I find to be very, you know, successful, a successful strategy is to just call up my local Target and and give them the 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 D, you know, the codes for the toys and have them look it up in their system and check for it on the shelf, and if necessary, check in the back. And then uh, if they don't have it, to ask them, okay, which other store in your area has it? And they have a 30-mile yeah. radius, and they'll say, okay, this is the store that has it, so I can call them up, have them check. And and uh, all of the toys, I was able to buy two full sets of all the new toys for the Origins line uh, just by picking them up at the customer service desk at Target. Yeah. Well, I love it when I see people posting photographs on Facebook and they're like, yeah. you know, in front of a whole, whole bunch of them, you know, and they feel like they've hit the Mecca, right? They've right. hit the <laughs> jackpot, right? right. You know, and, and, and everybody else is drooling at these photographs, hitting like, and then going, where is this? Where is, yeah. you know, you're so lucky. My, my location doesn't have any of these, you know what I mean? And well, I feel uh, like it's a win for the whole community when that happens, you know, it's like, yes, one of our guys. Yes, you know, I agree. I agree. Them. Yeah, yeah, we're living through them vicariously, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and how many times should I just come on and start crying, saying, they're still not here on the East Coast? <laughs> right. Well, so right. I used to see a lot more of that, honestly, on the Origins fans group, is somebody would say, okay, I found one, and then all the comments would be, I don't have one, and right. I still don't have this, and I'm still looking for this. I'm and that you still see that, but I'm seeing less of that. I'm seeing more of the "Hey, good for you," you know, "Congrats," and uh, you know, uh, sharing a lot of sharing information. And it, it, I feel like it's more of a team. You know, it's like it's a community coming together and saying, you know, let let's get them before the scalpers do. That, that's a win. That's you know, yeah, it, it's Absolutely. a really great feeling. Yeah, you certainly have an excellent community there, Dave. Oh, thank you. I mean, yeah, congratulations on, on creating something like that, you know? Thank you. Well, I mean, it, and, and, you know, I like to think it's, it's a great community to begin with because the people in it are, 
you know, the, the Motu community and, and we're a great, fantastic community, you know, uh, not, not to, you know, downplay any other hobby, like, uh, you know, the, or community, like the Ninja Turtle fans or the Transformer fans or what have you. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty awesome. I think because we're, we have so many diehard collectors who have been in it for years and years, or, uh, we also have so many people in our community uh, who are, you know, finding Masters of the Universe again, where they're rediscovering it after all these years. They used to play with the toys as a kid. They watched the cartoon, and then they weren't fans. Or not that they weren't fans, but they just, you know, weren't into it uh, for years and years, and now they've got kids, and suddenly they're back at it. They're re they've rediscovered their love for it, and they're part of the community again and sharing their their stories just like you i mean you 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 know you rejoined the he-man community and and hey guys you know you said hey i'm i was the, one of the kids in this commercial and you saw the response you know you're you're in really good company here yeah i i want to thank you for that too and i and i've got to give you some credit for it as well because uh you know frankly it wasn't until i i did join that i thought to myself gee i i almost forgot I was in one of these commercials, you know, and, and it and it took me some time to to find it, uh, but when I did, um, you know, I, I I had to share with you guys that that you know it was because of of your community that I was able to have this memory that happened, you know, almost almost forty years ago, you know, and, and so I want to thank you and your community for being there to to remind me because it was a good time in my childhood, you know what I mean. Yeah. And even though it was work and it was and it was a job for an eight ten year old, I enjoyed it, and and to be a part of it was uh, was was something I'll always cherish, you know, and always be able to carry with me. And and it was because of your community that I was able to reflect on it and bring it back up, and then to be able to share it with people and they and and the reaction I got, it was just again, it felt made me feel great, and I'm just super grateful. Well, thank you and welcome. And you know, when the too bad figure comes out. I'm sure we'll all be thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly hope so. I, you know, and if the, if there's ever anything you guys, uh, you know, would like for me, or if you ever want to talk again or whatever, I, I'll always be here for you, you know, of for course. you and the whole, the whole masters of the universe, yeah, you know, you. I appreciate that very, thank very you. much. Well, I'd like to thank our special guest, Patrick McDonald for joining us tonight. It was such a pleasure to have a behind the scenes look at what, it was like to film a Masters of the Universe commercial back in the 80s. And as always, you can go to your local Walmart, Target, Big Bad Toy Store, or any place else to get your origin figures. And for up-to-the-minute news on PowerCon and all He-Man-related news, please check out He-Man.org. Till next time, good journey. And this is David Clark, owner of adultcollector.org, a network of pages and groups on Facebook celebrating everything we love about He-Man and She-Ra. I want to encourage everybody to check out the 19,000-member Origins Fans group on Facebook. And so thank you so much, Patrick, again. And for everybody, good journey. Stay safe. <laughs>